Hello, welcome again to uh, my podcast. This is Aaron Sims. And uh, this time, since we covered the creeds in the last session, I thought um, that it might be worthwhile to talk about some common heresies that the, the creeds are meant to help guard against. So um, I'm going to just review a few of them. And um, one, of the, one of the things I'll point out, too, is that really the, these types of heresies are still around today um, under different names, and sometimes people don't always recognize them. Um, and so that's why it's helpful to, to talk about the historical the historical heresies that the church has um, been faced with. So, um, first one I'm going to cover is kind of this broad category, category called Gnosticism. And Gnosticism takes its name from the Greek word gnosis, uh, which means knowledge. And so Gnostics believe that in order to be saved, um, you had to achieve some sort of special knowledge. And what being saved meant to them was that you escaped the material world because they believed the material world was evil. And then you enter into the spiritual world or you become more spiritual. And so the goal then is to escape um, this material world to become a spirit. And um, in our own time, the, uh, this sort of belief manifests itself in a number of different ways. One's a rejection of the goodness of God's creation. So God created this world. It's fallen right now because of our sin. But he sent Christ to reconcile us to him and to restore his creation at the end, at the end of the age. And, um, but Gnostics reject this. They, they believe that there was some um, evil uh, God who created the material world. Um, another kind of related belief is this belief that we need to be liberated, so to speak, from our bodies and that we need to become more spiritual so we can escape the material world. So you see that um, that kind of creep into people's thoughts a lot today as well. Um, and what the Christian church believes is, is in the bodily resurrection uh, when Christ returns. So we believe that we will be body and soul together as real people because that's how God created us to be. Um, another related belief is a belief that when we die, we, we, we become angels. So that's rejecting the, uh, the resurrection of the body, um, and which is really the, the ultimate, um, ultimate thing this heresy rejects is the resurrection of the body and eternal life in a restored creation. So the point is God made us as physical beings with body and soul. That's who we are as people. That's what it means to be human. Um, and then he's restoring us as full humans at the, in, at the end of the age to live with him forever. Uh, so that's Gnosticism. Um, there's another uh, belief system um, that comes from uh, the early uh, first few centuries as well, um, named uh, Martianism or Markianism. And it's named after a man named Markian, who was a teacher in the second century. Um, and it's similar to Gnosticism in a lot of ways. And in particular, it rejects the Old Testament and the God of Israel uh, because it believes that the Old Testament tells of a different God than the New Testament. And you see this pop up in our own time as well, where um, sometimes people reject the Old Testament or believe that the gods of the two testaments are different. And really what it's doing then, this heresy is doing, is rejecting the essential unity of the scriptures around Christ um, and rejecting the, 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 the prophetic message of the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament as pointing to Christ. Um, and then uh, I'll include Islam in this list as well. Um, because 
when Islam came about in the 7th century AD, it was actually viewed uh, by many of Christians at the time as a Christian heresy because Islam re- rejects, um, well, excuse me, Islam believes that the Old Testament and the New Testament are corrupt. Um, and it believes uh, that um, that the message in the Old Testament and New Testament has been um, corrupted uh, by people. Um, it also, Islam also rejects the Trinity, uh, rejects the divinity of Christ, rejects the crucifixion of Christ, and salvation through Christ. So it rejects Christ as the Savior of humanity. So um, those are kind of three kind of general heresies. Um, but then there's a lot of ones that are related to the person of Christ. And so if I kind of review briefly the Orthodox Christian belief about Christ, um, that is helpful to keep in mind as we talk about the heresies. So the Orthodox belief is that Christ is as one person who possesses two natures, God and man. So he is simultaneously 100% God and 100% man. He's both each. He's not some third nature that's not quite God and not quite man. He's, he's truly God and truly man. Um, so that stands in contrast to some of the heresies that I'll, I'll talk about. So first one that I talked about last time was um, Arianism. So that's the belief that Christ is 100, 100% human and basically only partly God or not quite the same type of God as the Father. And the implication is that uh, Christ is somehow less God than the Father is. Uh, then there's a Apollinarianism, which is the belief that Christ is 100% God but only partly human. And the implication there is that Christ didn't really become man. Uh, he wasn't really a true man. Um, and then there's Ebionism, which is the belief that Christ is only human and he's not God. And the implication there is that Christ is just a, a good man or a prophet. And the kind of the corollary to this is that we have to follow the law to achieve our salvation through our, our own works. Um, and then there's a docetism or docetism which is the belief that Christ is only God and is not human, and he only appeared or seemed to be human. Um, And then there's modalism, um, which pops up a lot. So that's the belief that there is no trinity and that God simply appears to be uh, three distinct persons of the trinity in various modes. So sometimes God pretends to be the Father, and sometimes he pretends to be the Son, and sometimes pretends to be the Holy Spirit, and that's modalism. Um, so you see that that one uh, rejects the Trinity, um, rejects the, the concept of one God and three persons that the Trinity encompasses. So that's, um, that's uh, heresies related to the person of Christ. And then there's kind of related ones that relate to the personal union of Christ. And by personal union, I mean the way in which the two natures of Christ, God and man, relate to one another. So, again, the Orthodox Christian belief is that Christ is completely human and completely God. He's one person who possesses both natures truly and in full. And Christ unites these two natures, human and and divine, and is one person. And so we can speak of Christ as the creator who was born, died, and rose as one person. And there's uh, two main heresies related to this personal union. Uh, One's uh, Nestorianism. That's the belief that Christ is 100% human and 100% God, but there's no unity of person. And that is to say that some acts are done by the divine Christ, while others are done by the human Christ. And so it's not possible then to speak of one Christ. And um, therefore, with Nestorianism, there's this sense that Christ is actually two people. 
Um, and then there's Eutychianism, which is the belief that Christ is only partly human because the divine nature absorbs the human nature such that there's now some third nature, which is a mixture of the two. And so the distinction um, is lost then between the human and the divine natures. And God, and uh, excuse me, Christ is not um, really God and really human then with Eutychianism. Um, and then there are some heresies related to salvation in the church. So um, first one's uh, Pelagianism, um, which comes um, from a, a, a teacher in the early church named Pelagius. And the belief with Pelagianism is that we are not born sinful and that we can therefore choose good or evil through the power of our own will. Um, and the implication is that we can choose to believe in God and we can know God through our own efforts. Um, then there's what's called semi-Pelagianism, uh, because the church condemned Pelagianism when it popped up in the 5th century. Um, so semi-Pelagianism came along, and it's similar, um, but it, it kind of modifies it to say that with God's grace, he enables our free will to choose to believe in him, and the church rejected that as well. Um, and then there's Donatism, which is a belief that the church is only composed of saints, and that the people of the true church are therefore no longer sinners. And the implication there is if someone sins outwardly, then they're expelled from the church rather than receiving absolution on account of Christ. Donatism popped up um, in the 4th century or so, around the time of St. Augustine, and uh, he taught against this and fought against this. And St. Augustine's point is that the church is composed of sinners who need Christ's absolution and forgiveness. Um, the church, we're also saints at the same time because we've been forgiven by Christ and reconciled to God. But as long as we're in this present world and in this present life, we will remain sinners and in constant need of God's forgiveness through Christ. And so the church is, is composed of sinners. Um, that was St. Augustine's view. And, and therefore, he and the rest of the church rejected the view of the Donatists that said that the church was um, in this present life uh, somehow, uh, you know, pure, and and if someone sinned, they were cast out of the church as not being good enough. Um, the church uh, rejected that view and said, "Sinners, the church is for sinners. The church is in the forgiveness business." <laughs> so, um, and the main point with all these heresies then is that they conflict with the church's teaching that salvation is due to God's grace on account of Christ's death and resurrection for us and that we receive this grace through faith. And we're still sinners in this life, and so we continually receive Christ's forgiveness until He returns, until He resurrects us. Um, and He did everything necessary for our, for our salvation, even bringing us to faith in Him through the working of the Holy Spirit. And um, I'm going to close up with the talk about the heresies here to talk about why the Orthodox belief is so important. And... Um, Again, the orthodox or the true Christian belief is that Christ is both fully God and fully man in his one person. And so Christ is the creator who came in the flesh personally to save and redeem his creation. So the same word of God that the Father used to speak all things into existence has come to restore all things to perfection. And in addition, Christ is the perfect man who fulfilled God's law on our behalf and he bore the punishment for our sins. So um, he is the true, perfect Adam. Um, he's the only truly righteous person, the only one who's able to atone for our sins and justify us before our Father. 
And for these reasons, uh, throughout history, the Orthodox Church has proclaimed Christ as the second person of the Trinity who was born of the, of the Virgin Mary as a man. And so he's truly God in the flesh. And Christ saves us sinners on account of his righteousness and then incorporates us into his church, which is his body. And while we live in this present life, then, we're therefore both saints due to Christ's righteousness that he gives us, uh, and we're sinners since we're still mortal and sinful in this life. But in the life to come, we'll, we will be just saints, dwelling with God forever in a perfect creation without sin, death, or evil, because Christ is returning to restore his creation. Um, so I hope uh, hope this session's been helpful. I hope you learned um, a couple things. And uh, feel free to write in if you have any topics or feedback. Thanks.